Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 34 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, the Crew Cast, the podcast for crew by crew. Um, I am one of the hosts, Big Joey. Uh, I am joined, of course, uh, as usual, by Big Keith. Howdy. And uh, this week I have Big Doc. Big Jake. We'll go with Big Jake for now because I have other things I want to talk about when I get our guest on. Um, I, I do want to share some breaking news, guys. I'm going to do this before we do anything else. Um, Big Travis from Obsidian Pneumonia um, suffered a seizure last week uh, at Jiu-Jitsu. So he is currently undergoing some treatments and some tests. And uh, I don't know if you're listening, Big Travis, uh, but you've been a big part of the crew. You've been a big part of Massonomics and especially of my lifting career. So I just want to send out a condolences and a get well, brother. Um, and I'm sure uh, I speak for everybody in the crew when I do that. We're all um, thinking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now... Um, let's get into some festivities. What are you drinking? Who's first? I'm I'm knocking out a grapefruit bubbly. I don't know that I've had this one, but it's the I guess the last flavor in the multi pack I got. So grapefruit bubbly. Is that is that pomplamoose? Oh, that is it's tart, very very tart grapefruit bubbly. Nice. I have a nice polar lime. Safety is always, of course. I would agree, but my drink insulator <laughs> wouldn't fit my can. Uh, I'm getting away from the vanilla, and it's a funny story. Um, I bought two of these. I was at a local grocer, and they had, like, these were the last two cans. And I grabbed one of each, and the other one is very heavily vanilla. And I was like, no, I can't do another vanilla drink for, like, the fourth week in a row. So <laughs> I am drinking something called Candy Can sparkling bubblegum drink it has zero sugar it has a wild can this can is just wild so i'm gonna give this a go and we'll rate it when i'm when we're going but it's one of them skinny cans so i couldn't get my drink insulator around it oh i was just about to ask like one of those old school arizona teas that are like this tall and nice girth Oh, you, you mm-hmm. can get you can get the koozies at the football games for those. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think Joey's can is anti girth this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about length. It's not about nope. girth. Um, initial taste. That is exactly what it says. It is bubble gum. <laughs> it's just, just straight up, straight up bubble gum. It's not as good as Iron Brew, which I think just tastes like bubble gum. But this will do. Very good. All right, and next. What are you wearing? I'm rocking it. Have at it, Jake. I was going to come on and be all festive with my nice tie-dye huck fin barbell and throw everybody (laughs) off. Came on a little late, so I've got the old big beefy tea. Nice pocket there. Stores everything. (laughs) Jake's uh, putting his laptop in his pocket. That's uh, for, for for nice visual effects for everyone. Yeah, just got the nice big beefy tee in with my Jefferson deadlift shirt. It's comfy. I didn't get one of those, but I'm thinking uh, when I'm down there, I might take a look at that. Yeah. He did, he did say supplies were running low. I almost, I almost like got one today uh, just because he did mention the supplies were running low on the Jeffersons, but I'm just going to take a shot and see if it's in stock when we're there. Well, I ordered my singlet today. Uh, same, same. Nice. I've never ordered a large anything. 
<laughs> I, I saw you comment that. I, yeah. I got to chuckle at it. The, the sizing chart was very much like, oh, I'm a I'm a 2X and it's for like 225 and up or 245. No, it was 215 to 240 to... 245 for 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 double x well that should work out good yep i'll be see how those yeah how the sizing goes for those that's going to be tough well yeah i'll I'll be there so i can get it try it on and go this doesn't fit give me that like maybe give me the other size if it exists right but and if they if 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 they don't have an alternative size just do the old uh charge the chargeback trick you know chargebacks they they love that now now you're you've gone ahead and thrown us uh die by thigh so what is that so this is uh our our good buddy gluck uh adrian gluck and winnie gluck from uh you know gluck's gym on instagram and youtube this is a new shirt they came out came out with a few few weeks ago uh i always like to support my brother over there so uh it's a picture of winnie crushing a skull between her thighs and it's a die by thigh gluck's gym uh t-shirt i got Uh, that with a with a banner and some stickers the other day from my buddy over at uh gluck's gym i so it's 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 massonomics essenced Yep, it has not existed. I was, yeah. I was honestly, I, I wanted to start sprinkling in because I only have so many. Like, I mean, I've got a ton of massonomics shirts, but I was like, I like the idea of wearing like massonomics ad, adjacent, you know, friends of the podcast shirts. Like, I, I had a Texas Power Bar shirt that I was going to wear. Like, oh, let's wear Lux Gym at least first. Yeah, no, I've, I've thought about doing that as well. Um, I believe I'm... a play on they're they're leaning into all the comments on their videos from some of the more uh more hopeful commenter <laughs> it's always locked accounts it's always locked accounts uh, i am wearing my lift shit shirt uh because it just is honestly Sick. it's one of the best i've got the one sleeveless one which i wore yesterday and then the, the the half sleeve one it was the first thing i bought that my wife said yeah that's really on brand for you i was <laughs> like yeah it is uh side note i am shocked that there's no sugar in this i am shocked to my core that there's no ass, sugar is there a bunch of sugar alcohols or aspartame or anything uh nah oh, well. four percent sodium like i didn't look at anything when i when i ordered this but yeah this is shocking i don't know if, i don't know four percent of sodium is good but all i know is with this freaking heat wave as much sodium as you get is a good thing i don't know about everybody else but i'm fucking dying in those I'm uh t- I'm, I'm done here. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I went outside for about a half an hour and just turned around. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore." And like, that was the air conditioning. I'm not. It's been rough. Even my poor dogs are. They're like, "Let's go back inside." Yeah, I was uh, working in a part. I was so I'm working in a senior citizen complex this week, basically going in and updating all the electrical lighting uh, throughout the apartments and like every other apartment not a fan on not a window open just some old dude sitting in blue jeans and a sweatshirt in a 90 degree apartment and i'm like nine feet in the air uh working on a ladder where it's obviously 20 degrees warmer at the top of the ceiling just sweating my balls off so yeah we took yesterday i felt like about died so today i was like yeah we're we're good we're we're gonna take a break every like hour for at least 10 minutes to cool down this is miserable yep i would too well speaking of singlets and the meat Hey, you guys are all gonna be there too. Yeah, big. You're you're coming out, right, Big Jake? Yes, sir. We're planning on it. Nice. Are good. you driving or are you guys flying? I'm not, I'm not sure about uh, how. I'm not sure how Midwest you are to to, to get out to the uh, what I consider West, but Tana, I think they they consider themselves Midwest, but I uh, I think they're pretty West. 
Omaha is pretty much like almost directly south of um, Sioux Falls and then Western Northeast South Dakota. So it's like five and a half hours. So oh, I'm so jealous. We'll definitely be just, uh, well, actually I'm driving up by myself. My, my wife is going mm-hmm. to, so she unfortunately won't be able to join the festivities, but that's all right. She'll be there in spirit. I'm sure someone can help record your lifts. That won't, shouldn't be too bad. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm sure there might be at least one person or so that will be able to videograph. I'm very jealous. You only have a six hour drive. That means you can party as long as you Uber or whatever, you know, after the meet, like you can literally sleep until they kick you out of the hotel room the next day and just drive home. Yeah. Whereas uh, me and a bunch of other guys got to catch the damn airplane out of Aberdeen at, that leaves at 630. We probably got to be there at like 515 or something. So I'm super nervous about how much I drink after the meet and if I give myself like a midnight cutoff or not, or I really don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm not looking forward to the after party and the having to get up a couple hours after the after party. Yeah, that won't be fun. I heard some guys were kind of making it a mini vacay and, you know, staying until oh, yeah. Monday day and then flying out. But yeah, I'm not, not envious. I'm sure that drive back won't be great, but at least I, yeah, I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. to catch a flight. <laughs> it's fine they're gonna cancel all the flights anyway and you guys will all be stuck in aberdeen for <laughs> for an extra day uh my job will love that when i'm like three days i late know it home. you know it's gonna happen just prepare for the inevitable uh so let's jump into some more massonomic stuff no we got we, we have a lot of we got a lot week, and I'm, so this, this might be a long one let's like do as much powering through as we can um yeah so Jefferson deadlift submissions. I did mine with the Canadian tuxedo. Uh, Keith, you did yours. I did one with my wife. My my wife, no one's familiar. She had a major surgery a few years ago and just never really physically recovered all the way as far as getting back into lifting. So I wanted her to be part of it. So we Jefferson, we tandem Jefferson deadlift a, uh, a, a PVC barbell that weighs like 11 pounds with some bumper plates on it. So that was kind of fun. Uh, I really had a good time with that. Yeah, yours was good. I like I like both of them. It was cool to see your wife in there too. I think a couple other people kind of followed suit after you did that. Yeah, yeah. Was yours the first couples one or uh, strength? I, I, the first I, uh, Grant did his. I it was in my mind like as soon as I heard about it, uh, but then I just you know we didn't get around to it until then. So I'm not going to say that I you know it is what it is. Grant definitely beat me to it, but I I enjoyed mine. Mine was a lot of fun. What about you, Jake? How how'd yours go? I think you just did you just post yours yesterday, or am I misremembering? I so I filmed them both on Fourth of July. Didn't get around to posting them until yesterday. Um, they kind of went the way I wanted. So with I just set everything up, and I think like a week ago I was trying to figure out how I wanted my power rack, and I had it rotated one way and another. And then everybody was like, "Well, just keep spinning it. Like, why not just three sixty? And then I thought. What if I Jefferson deadlifted the power rack That's and great. did it? That would be awesome. <laughs> so I was out here trying to finagle some kind of rig to lift it up and keep it from rocking back and forth on me. And after like three tries with various resistance bands and chains, it just wasn't going. So my wife kind of abandoned for a bit because tempers were running high and I just, I had to abandoned that and we came up with uh i threw got as close as i could to 177.6 pounds and did a nice scant style reveal with the garage door mm-hmm. and that was how i did my main one and then the other one i tried to go for um 
the best I've ever done was 455 last year. And just with this, we, we moved about a month ago. So with that move and everything, my strength has taken quite the toll. And unfortunately, when you do only one Jefferson deadlift a year, it's not a whole lot of practice. So thankfully, I was still able to hit four plates. But uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of how mine went. Not not as planned, but still still pretty fun. I did right. 365, right? So right. I did 315 in the regular and then in the Canadian Tuxedo 365. But I tried four plates. I couldn't even move it. It is amazing how much heavier that 40 pound difference made my life. I know. And of, and of course, I'm completely off season. Like, let's, if we're going to talk just quick, I did my meet, took a week off, and then jumped back into Juggernaut. And Juggernaut put me into the high intensity hypertrophy immediately. And then, and then I got sick. So, like, I'm just not, I'm just off. I'm just off. So I'm actually shocked I got 365 up at all because I think I'm the weakest I've been in years right now. Yeah, that's impressive. But, well, uh, according to Open Powerlifting, you're the strongest you've ever been and the strongest you've ever been at 165 for Masters, for Deadlift only, in WPF Canada, and some other, you know, uh, searchables possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good segue. I am finally in Open Powerlifting. Um, I'm not on the WRPF website, but <laughs> um, open power. that's so weird. Well, powerlifting is able to pull the data, but it's not on WRPF. That's very I strange. Don't, I don't know. I, I looked and again, I, I remember I was telling you that at the meet, I had no clue what I was doing. I opened up open powerlifting. And I was like, I'm like, nobody's in here. And they're like, then you are the record. So yes, in Canada tested deadlift submasters under 165. I hold the record. Now, is that your Instagram profile? What's that? Is that going to, yeah, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about putting record holder, but like, honestly, just beat me. Just somebody come and beat me. Um, oh. However, at 468 and a half pounds, I, th- I don't think that's an easy beat. I don't think that that's like, my deadlift isn't anything to scoff at. So it'd be nice if there were some other names on there to make it look more impressive. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yep. oh yeah, that's like, uh, what is it? Who is it? I think Eddie Hall said like it doesn't matter if you lifted a thousand and one. The first person to do a thousand is the most impressive, right? So yeah. doesn't matter how many little micro plates you add to that. He broke a thousand, and then oh, I did a thousand and four. Shut up! Like <laughs> you're not Eddie Hall. So, how was everyone's 4th of July and or Canadian Day? Uh, I had a nice four-day weekend myself because I took, uh, took Monday off. Tuesday was a holiday. Not having to work four days was pretty spectacular. Couldn't have come at a better time. Very nice. Yeah, doing good. Came back with all all digits. Uh, <laughs> pretty relaxed. Uh, with us being pretty close to an Air Force base, there. some of them claim, you know, you're not supposed to shoot off fireworks or audible ones because the people nearby you might have PTSD or this or that, the other. Well, nobody listens to that. So out here in the Midwest, they shoot them off two weeks before and we're still going here two days later. Mm-hmm. So see how long it lasts, but a lot of good, good showings. We went to a big firework display at this gun place out in West Omaha. I think they shot off for like, I don't know, 45 minutes. And it was one of those ones where you're, you get to the end and you think you're in the finale and then they just keep going 
and we had like four finales and finally I was like, okay, like it's been an hour, 30 minutes of this I thought was just yeah. extra. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I enjoy like, you know, half an hour worth, but once you're into your third, <laughs> your third finale, it's, it's like, all right, I'm ready to go home. And my neck hurts from looking up. Like, I don't want to <laughs> do this anymore. It was my, it, I had an okay day. My kids, um, it's, it's not very often because I work so much that I can like have a day where you're not allowed to do anything because up here, everything's closed. Yeah. I was going to ask, is that like a big haul? Is that a, is that a holiday where everything's closed? Cause yeah. down here at 4th of July, like a lot of shit's still open. It's, it's a national holiday. Like you, you're closed. Word. Right. So, so usually on my days off, I'm like, let's go do something. Let's go shopping. Let's go take the kids here. Let's go to the park. But on that day I couldn't. So I ended up just lifting and then we watched some fireworks. I don't set off fireworks. It messes with the wildlife but I'm not going to stop other people from doing it. So we kind of just went in the backyard and, and watched some fire. But I didn't, I will note, I live outside the city and it sounded like the city was under attack. Just yep. the constant like patter, 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 patter. Like I, I genuinely, I was like, did Russia, but like, oh, no, no politics. But I was like, did somebody just attack us? Like that's constantly going off, but it's also like the first Canada day after everything going on. So that's right. That we're officially out of all of it. Yeah, out here because we're so far, pretty far west, it stays so bright. And so the people start setting it off at like five o'clock local time in the evening, but it's so sunny, you can't see anything. So it's like, ah, is that gunshot? Is that firework? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh, who knows? We'll have a good time. <laughs> It seems like a lot of money to waste just for like the audible effect. Because if it's not super dark, like you're only getting so much of the uh, oh look, pretty colors, right? Yeah, I I don't understand it. Apparently, people like you know shooting stuff off, lighting it on fire, then brushing it away, or leaving it sit in their driveway for a couple of weeks until the rain washes it away. <laughs> yeah. All right. What what is this last thing here? I think this has been on. So, this has been on our show notes for like two. Weeks. Yeah, I've 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 put it on and take it off. It just hasn't really fit in. So it, it it's it's they, you know, the hosts always talk about how they pronounce stuff funny, and this is one that I find that uh, Tanner pronounces completely wrong. And I think he kind of plays into it because I called him out on it a couple times. But Cerakote, it's a it's a ceramic coating for firearms and barbells and like other metal things. But I've always pronounced it Cerakote. Like like Sarah's coat, Sarah coat, and Tanner pronounces it Sarah coat. Like the store that probably doesn't exist anymore, Sears Sarah coat, or like okay. what what when you cook a steak you sear it. Like so, I just I it, it always cracks me up when I hear him say the word Sarah coat. So I just think that's hundred percent inaccurate. I don't want to call him out on it, and you know maybe it would make the the main podcast if uh, he wanted to give give us an English lesson of how I'm wrong and he's right. But I don't think he, uh, that I'm inaccurate. See, I th- I think you're both wrong, and you are missing out the fact that this is an ancient native word. It is Siracoti. Okay. Yeah, it's Siracoti, and it, it's it's uh, about the greater Milwaukee area. Okay, no, never mind. I don't know. I don't. I don't use that word enough to care how it's said. I'll be on that. I, one. <laughs> I have a, I have a pretty strong opinion on it. What about you, Jake? You're you're a pretty pretty home home gym guy. You had heard that word pronounced or used it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it always, I mean, just listening to those guys with a lot of their different words, like their, you know, their nice flakes or their bakes. Uh, <laughs> it, I've always said Cerakote, uh, even before I heard it, anybody say it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's definitely got to be it. So I, I would but, say 
I, I called it Cerakote. First time I read it, I said Cerakote. Um, but I also now think Cerakote or Cerakote. Maybe I'll, I'll start calling it Cerakote just to start messing only with Keith. Well, I have a, I, you know, now I'm going to have two orange Cerakote bars in my gym, you know, once the other one delivers. And well, those would be Cerakotees. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it's plural. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, would, it, would it be Cerakote? Uh, I I I love like randomly pronouncing words like Latin or Greek. Like, like I, I won't say vehicle. I'll say vehicles just to mess with like whoever's around. I'm like, what? Because that's not technically wrong. It's still the word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I do that a lot to people. So Cerakotees is funny to me. Yeah. Go into academic medicine. Your PhDs pronounce stuff one way and that's the right way. Of course. And then the other side clinical or whoever they pronounce it a different way and the phds it's like that is their life's goal to tell you you're wrong for saying that <laughs> even like okay well it could go both ways but sure whatever well uh this week we are brought to you by massonomics um nothing's changed so we do this every week and it's always just a little awkward for all of us um you know, go to massonomics.com slash join, join the Discord crew, uh, get on chat with us. Could be any of us, could be all of us, could be some of us, could end up on the podcast. Um, grab a singlet, nice Jefferson Deadleaf dead shirt, uh, and maybe that sleeveless shirt. <laughs> Just gonna, I'm going to say stuff wrong all night now just to so, see if see if i can get any of like that little eye twitch i give keith every once in a while that's why we work so well together <laughs> i have so like i naturally I, i'm sure you notice like on my my right eye just like even if i'm not trying to be like 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 using using it as a show of emotion like i just have a, a, a twitchy eye so it's you have to like read between is that is that a normal twitch or is that a a, a confused or irritated twitch <laughs> did, did i get him did i get him again all right uh guys you want to get our guest on the horn yes yeah, let's see if he's uh i think he's in the waiting room so let's see if we can get him to you know pick up all right big jake is that you it is Hi, you are live on I, unpaid and underrated and you can you you can swear on this thing if you choose to oh good good i'd hate to you know miss out on that pg-13 censorship level <laughs> all right i gotta get something out of the way I think you've already addressed this, uh, but this actually comes from Mawaf. Are you big doctor or Dr. Big? See, we, when I first pulled the group, the crew on this, it went, if I remember correctly, Dr. Big. Mm -hmm. Tanner has all, or one of the hosts has always said, it's always big so-and-so. So it's which title really takes precedent. And it's it's interesting. I did change it to Dr. Big just because mm -hmm. the crew voted and, you know, this is kind of a, a, a democracy. So, you know, the vote won. So that's kind of how we go with it. But it's up for debate. I'm sure, you know, tens of years later, people will still be debating which comes first, the chicken or the egg, which comes first, the, the doctor or the big. I would I would have. I actually don't remember how I answered that, but I know I did. I think, yeah, Big Dr. Jake sounds better. Or, about, but Dr. Big Jake, because like, are you a big doctor or are you Big Jake? 
right? Like, uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that being a noodle scratcher. Sure I is. Like, uh, I like Big Jake MD. What's wrong uh, with that? I could do that. However, I'm DO, not MD. Oh, yeah. No. That sounds that sounds like riding the line, Keith. <laughs> I don't think we do that around here. <laughs> so, what brought you into massonomics? Um. So, like most people, when the Rona virus hit pandemic level and nobody could go outside or do anything because everything was shut down. Um, I lost my place to train, which was at the time my medical school's gym. Awesome facility. They had all this great stuff. Um, but of course, because they're university, they shut down real quick. And so I was stuck training with stupid resistance bands just to keep my sanity. And that summer after my first year, bought my first equipment kind of got into the strength training side of Instagram. And next thing you know, I start noticing these beer parody shirts. It's like, huh, those are kind of cool. And I think the first one I saw might've been, um, Oh, what's his name? Ben Pollock, PhD, PH deadlift. He was wearing the PBR, uh, power building massonomic shirt. And it's like, Oh, that is really cool. A couple months went by. And I think finally, like, Toward November or so of 2020, found the Massonomics page and for whatever reason just dragged my feet for months and months. And uh, then I was like, you know what? They've got their podcast. I'm going to listen to it. And so I think I listened to one of their more recent episodes at the time. I was like, these guys are uh, these guys are a silly goose time. They're they're pretty cool, laid back. This is definitely not a strength podcast. This is a podcast about nothing. And at the time, you know, studying as one does in medical school, it's like, I need some some stupid silly goose time. Mm -hmm. And it was like June-ish of 2021, really started listening to the podcast. Finally pulled the trigger on a Massonomics t-shirt right around Black Friday 2021. And I think that was the nice rack t-shirt. It's a good one. But yeah, so it just kind of kind of popped up on my feed, and that's that's how it came about. But for some reason, just dragged my feet, and now here I am on a podcast nice. talking about it. Like, yeah, did, I, did, you I ever, made that... did you ever think you'd be here? Never. Look at us. Never. Look at us. I, I made know. that one meme, and it was like the, the 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 meme of the steps of the clown putting on makeup, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, they do funny beer parodies, and then it was like. It just goes down from there. And then the last one's like giving them money every month to chat in Discord. Because <laughs> like that is kind of like the it's how it it's how they get you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, you look can't what here. get somebody really into the inner circle. You can't fully understand. Like my wife really doesn't fully get it. I don't even talk about it to other people. And then out of the blue I'll be like, Oh, let's let's go out and about and I look and like my shorts are the Massonomics Lift 3.0, and my T-shirt is a various beer parody. Or it's I happen to wear the Massonomics is numero uno out to a public social thing, and everybody was like, "What does that mean? What is that?" And outside of that world, nobody knows about Massonomics or that Arnold Schwarzenegger wore a shirt like it, mm -hmm. and it's a complete knockoff, and so. Yeah, it's funny though because I'll I'll put clothes on and I'm like, oh my gosh, 
I need something that's not a beer parody. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, now, now, now you have the big BPT, so I, you can still rep Massonomics and, you know, just look like a construction worker, you'd be golden. I put this bad boy on the other day because we were doing some orientation and nobody even questioned it. They thought I was business casual at that point. <laughs> yeah, that, that. That, that has been my new, like, if I have an office day, that's been my new go-to shirt. I don't really have to wear, like, a work polo or anything. If, uh, I'm not going out in the field, so the Massonomics beefy shirt has been my go-to, uh, you know, office day shirts. Oh, yeah. So what is your, uh, here's one for you. What's your, you say you've been listening to podcasts since about 2021 or so. Uh, I'm not sure um, if you kind of went back into the backlog or not on it, but what is your favorite Massonomics running joke, like of all time? Like, what would you say is just the one thing when you hear it, just you bust a gut or you always give a little nose snort? Oh, hmm. It's tough because there's so many. Um, I don't know why, and it's probably the, the immature child in me, but I think every time I hear about what the hosts choose to put in the boxes of the hats, when people buy <laughs> their bill, uh, some reason always just, it, it gets me because it's, you know, no matter what, farts are fun. Correct. Yes. Until you're like stuck in the room with it and it stinks terribly, but <laughs> parts are all who you are. Good answer. Good answer. I like but that. You- oh God. That's I he's turning the table on us. I <laughs> uh, I should have as someone who asked the question, I probably should have had one in my mind and now I'm just like got this blank stare. Uh, I I'll go while you think. Yeah. Um I still probably giggle at six nine. At the whole, like every time somebody says six nine or four twenty, you do the nice, nice, and then I'll like run across the room and like fist bump my wife or whoever's around, and it's like I never did that until it started happening on the podcast because before I was like, oh, that's the sex number, but now I'm just like, yeah, nice. Yep, I'll I'll even do that to my family now if for whatever reason, even if it's a string of numbers and six nine comes across, it just ah, nice. I think my favorite, right, and I guess the the most ongoing one is probably uh, one of the hosts poorly explains something, like just anything, like just hearing him, like just like, you know, he knows what he's talking about, but it just doesn't verbalize or come across as well. Uh, and like, I know that I do that. So it's just kind of a little kindred spirit. So, yeah, listening to Tanner poorly explain something just cracks me up. Yeah, that one's good. So speaking of the host, have you had the pleasure to meet either of them in person yet? Have you done it? Have you been to the Arnold? Have you, uh, you know, being only six hours from the Mecca, have you driven there in person yet? Not yet. So we've only been here uh, for about a month. The plan is even with the the meet, hopefully to make a, another separate day trip up there to really get the full feel of the gym, maybe do the uh, which bar is which contest and whatnot. Uh, but I have not gotten to meet them. We were supposed to go out to the Arnold this year because I knew everybody was coming. And it just kind of, um, as we got closer, we uh, one of our dogs, she passed away back in May, but she started having some health issues. And as we got closer, we're like, man, we, we really can't just dump her on, on family to go down for a day of just looking at strength stuff. So unfortunately missed it this year. Um, hopefully one of these next, at least in the next two years, I'd like to, even though we're much, much further away than what we used to be, I'd like to still try and make it back there because it looked like quite the time. The, Ar- the Arnold's fun. I would, 
I, as someone who I was like, this was this year was my first Arnold. I don't, I'm not a people person, like in like, well, I'm not a crowds person, but I, I would say everyone needs to do the Arnold once and then make your own yeah. decision if you want to make it an annual thing or like, you know, once every five year thing. But uh, the Arnold was a blast. But no, yeah, you definitely have you have the perfect excuse. Like you have the only acceptable excuse because a sick animal trumps anything else in life, and we all 100% agree with that. And I'm sorry for for the passing. Right, I appreciate it. I will be at the Arnold again this year because it was a hell of a time. So if you're coming, I'll see you there. Coming, hardly knew her. Oh, here we go. Nice. The the, the, the nice. you know. Hard, the, the hardly newer one's a good one. That's a good running joke, also. So, uh, at being out in Omaha, uh, we have uh, there's another friend of the podcast and another big crew member out there that's pretty notorious. Have you uh, have you met or hung out with Big Lou at all? I have, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, so last year in July, I came out here to do. Um, so, in your final year of medical school, you usually you're trying to find the programs you want to go to. And this program happened to fit pretty well with me, came out here, happened to find out Big Lou lives out here. And so we actually got together toward the end of that month and had a nice deadlifting session at one of the uh, local barbell gyms. It's called Omaha Barbell. Really nice place. But yeah, he uh, he texted me. He's like, hey, what are you wearing? Showed up with my uh, my blue lift shirt, my my lift 3.0 shorts and he comes out in the full deadlift tuxedo and he had a beer each of us to match so nice. got me a miller light and then he got a budweiser and we were we pounded those while we were doing some deadlifts i brought him some indiana fireball little shooter and he brought me some nebraska fireball we swapped those and it was a it was quite the silly use time and right now we're trying to figure out a time before before we uh, we head up to old Aberdeen to get another lift in, so I'm sure there will definitely be some some lifts in the several years that I'll be here. I, nice. I think of all the crew, I I say you could do worse than Big Lou. <laughs> I I had a I had a random memory. I was driving and I just started giggling, and it's because I had um I, I had brought a six pack of Keats to the Arnold. And I was just, I think I was having one and I gave one to like a couple of the guys and to Jonathan and I was just handed, like I was just handing them out. Uh, but Lou wasn't around. So he comes up and I'm drinking one. I think I had one left. Okay. And I'm drinking one. And then he's like, oh, is that Keith? He's like, you guys talk about it. I got to try it. And I handed him mine and he kind of looked at it and he looked at his beer, shrugged and handed me his beer. And we didn't even say anything. We just turned around and walked separate ways. And I think it was one of my favorite interactions that would just like swap beers, like no thought of like gross backwash or anything. We were just like, well, we're crew. This Matt, this is fine. So <laughs> that was one of my favorite interactions, I think, from the weekend. <laughs> just that's sure. awesome. Sorry, I just had to share that because you were saying about having a drink with Lou, and it, it did pop into my head about two days ago. I just I started giggling, and my wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" That is a really good story. I'm sad it took us like ten episodes to get to that because that's like after meeting <laughs> after meeting Lou, like that's. That's uh like my limited interaction with him at the Arnold. That's like the complete like that's something Lou would do. Like that's that's great. I'm glad you had that interaction. Yep. Yeah, I don't even when when I met him at the gym when we were working out, I don't even think I got like a what's up, big Lou or anything. He just looks at me, unzips his cheetah fanny pack and tosses a fireball. 
I got one out of my bag, tossed it to him. We popped him back, and then it was, hey, I'm Big Lou. What's up? And that was that. That's awesome. Now, is, is he the only crew you've had the opportunity to meet so far, or is anybody else out there or any other random, uh, you know, guys you've met? I've met Nick, uh, one of the big Nicks. Uh, he also is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and so we got to meet at a powerlifting meet last year. Um, didn't find out until like the day before that we we're both doing the same meet and that we we're both from Fort Wayne. So that was pretty cool. He is the one of the agronomist um, specialists. Okay. Yeah, always does a lot of the farming videos, and he's a big white monster fan. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he is. Aren't aren't we all? <laughs> I, love, I love me a white monster. That's very true. Now going, um, you know, more into the personal level. Uh, I just mentioned a story of swapping drinks with Big Lou. Um, and I have it on good authority that that's probably not something you would do. Um, <laughs> it is it is my understanding that you are a very health and hygiene conscious person. <laughs> um, including a story. Oh, I don't want how do I ask you to tell it without breaking it? Uh, but um, you like a good clean toothbrush. <laughs> Oh, yep. Um, I am pretty, pretty hygiene conscious. It depends on who on who I'm around. Like if it's very close relatives or some of my best friends, that usually becomes less conscious. And uh, I would definitely switch a beer with them. I would switch. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty clean, especially, you know, being in the hospitals, very, uh, very focused on making sure my hands are nice and tidy and squeaky clean. But yes, I did may or may not have definitely put uh, my toothbrush and my wife's toothbrush in the dishwasher uh, for a little stint. I don't know where it came from or why or how, but for some reason I heard that like you could just wash your toothbrush and I thought, Oh yeah, after a month, like it's kind of gross. Let's throw them in the dishwasher. I didn't think anything of it. Didn't notice any taste difference when I was brushing my teeth, but apparently she was not a fan of it. And moral of the story is you should likely ask your wife if you're going to put her dishwasher or her toothbrush in the dishwasher, if she's going to be okay with it. Cause she was not. And I found out pretty quick afterward uh, to not do that again, but I don't do that anymore. You know, electric toothbrush, I'd kind of, I'd go through toothbrushes pretty quick if I did that. But yeah, I'll say Yes, I did do that. I yeah, also yeah. I also wash my hands obsessively. So and that's yeah, shower every day, wash my hands obsessively. It's like one of the I think it's one of the first things that my wife noticed about me is like when I come home, the first thing I do is like work clothes off, other clothes on, and then wash my hands. And I'll probably do that like three or four more times before I even go to bed or before dinner. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. I just don't like having dirty hands. It just, it just bugs me. So I get it, man. I get it. Yep. Yeah, we, we appreciate your wife. She gave us a fair amount of uh, good questions. And I, I think my funniest part of that story was, I think she had the little addendum of, she didn't know you did it until she was literally putting the dishes away and a fucking toothbrush just fell out of the silverware drawer or whatever. Oh, so maybe that, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think she used it after that. She was so upset that she uh, she saw that and just threw it away. So and I, I, I think me, I, I would have like, I think I would have 
felt obligated to rewash the dishes or something. I got that's just uh, clearly it's like it's not like you don't like put your utensils in your mouth, but it's just something about having your toothbrush in the dishwasher. I think I would have to just recycle, you know, just just do a whole other rinse cycle through that whole thing. But that's uh, but so speaking of things you're a little obsessive about, I hear you uh, you, you really enjoy getting your hair just right. And then I do. You, might, you potentially will spend a couple hours at times, you know, according to your wife, <laughs> getting, getting the hair just right. Well, definitely not a couple hours. Um, <laughs> usually I don't have that kind of time getting getting ready super early in the morning if I'm either going to the hospital or over to the base. But I do. Um, so when I was little, I and I, I, mean, I still have it, but a huge cowlick on right right in the front of my hair. And so it's in such a weird spot where it kind of splits that it's not quite at a nice like part on the side of my head. It's like almost dead center on my head. And so trying to get it to lay down in the proper directions is just like the weirdest, most frustrating thing, because if certain hairs aren't long enough, it won't lay down right or they'll just stick straight up. And I'm like, well, I can't go. I can't look like a goon walking around. (laughs) Um, So, yes, I will. I will definitely spend i don't know probably 10 minutes at least trying to get the gel action to to hold everything in place but i've got like three or four cowlicks so my hair goes in all different directions and if my wife didn't tell you i have a very lumpy head so that doesn't help <laughs> now as but, someone that's that's uh, been doing this for you know years have you found a hair gel or a mousse or whatever that is like a head and shoulders above that you would recommend to anyone else in the crew that might uh, suffer this uh same problem. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, the Old Spice Clay, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the specific name or anything that goes with it, but it's just a red can and it holds pretty well. The only downside is if your hair is wet and you put it in, it just, I don't even know what happens, but it like it just cements, but it's in such a weird way that it looks super goofy. So you definitely have to do it with dry hair. Um, but I've tried all sorts of different stuff. The clays usually work well, um, even like heavier hold pomades. But every now and again, you find ones that are like soup, that weird, like shiny, greasy look. And I've never, I've never enjoyed when my hair looks like that. So usually I stick to the clays because they keep it. They, they just look normal. I was really hoping you were just going to say Dapper Dan. <laughs> oh, I, that would have been. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> um, all right. So when you're taking this long to do your hair, are the shampoo bottle and the conditioner bottle fighting in your head? <laughs> every now and again, every nope. now and again, especially when I'm putting conditioner in my hair and I'm trying to think which one's better for me because, mm-hmm. you know, shampoo cleans your hair, but conditioner keeps your hair silky and smooth. So, <laughs> Every now and again, and sometimes there's a swan watching over me. Uh, <laughs> that you know that doesn't happen all the time. So, but yes, is that the impression you do? That scene, or is there a better scene? I'm feeling silly enough. I will definitely pull out the old Billy Madison scene of the the dance of the shampoo and conditioner. Yes, that is that a is good one. Wonderful movie. Yeah, I hear you quoted a lot. I do. I do. Matter of fact, so I just started residency for family medicine. And the way my program does things is they separate you into 
um, group. So you have like a attending physician who's your advisor and so on and so forth, but they do it as Harry Potter sorting hat. And so they ask some information about you and based on all that, they sort you. Well, one of the questions was, what's your favorite movie quote? And I wrote down the whole quote uh, where Billy Madison is standing at the gate waiting for the school bus uh, about going back to school. He's got his lunch packed up, his boots tied tight. He hope he, do- he hopes he doesn't get in a fight. Um, and I was really disappointed and almost thought about dropping out completely because only three people in the whole class knew what the quote was from or had ever seen Billy Madison. And it just... Ooh. You know, at that point, you just you give up, you, you, you know, quit medicine. You just <laughs> you work out in your garage gym and you, you know, maybe sell feet pics or something. I don't know. Damn kids don't know. Well, uh, that actually is a great segue. So speaking of feet, uh, feet pics, our, our good friend, uh, Big Mofo, had a question for you. Uh, he <laughs> wanted to uh, <laughs> he wanted to know while you were in med school, uh, have you uh, had a chance to get start, stay smart and use your smarts? I have. Yes, that's very good. I, I tried my best to stay smart and I have more or less used my smart um, every now and again. You know, you walk in and somebody bombards you with a a pop quiz question and you're not so smart. And you just sit there and kind of. <laughs> yes, I've tried. I've tried pretty hard to, to keep it up. Well, so Big David was wondering then, speaking of these pop questions. Um, no, I'm not going to ask, does this look infected? Um, do you ever talk to patients or about steroids? Is that something you've ever had to do or look into or, uh, to get a little, I guess it might be a serious topic based on your reaction there. Just like, what is that like for you? Yeah. So I definitely have, um, you wouldn't think family medicine does a whole lot of it, but they, we actually do. And some of them, that's all they do. Like if you look at the docs on, um, I think it Merrick Health, that is one of those big lab companies that they'll sell you um, hormone replacement and stuff. Several of those doctors are family medicine trained. So we do quite a bit of it. Um, a lot of the docs I've worked with, they they aren't necessarily willing to prescribe it or they'll at least maybe get you over to like endocrinology, the people who only do hormones just because they're like, you know, here's the risks. And um, I think it has its place. I think it also, for the most part, is very much oversold. I mean, you see, you know, you see a lot of young bodybuilders that are, you would think in pristine condition, pristine health, and all of a sudden they drop dead. Or they all of a sudden have some kind of crazy issue and it's like, well, where'd that come from? What's going on? Um, especially recently, one of the big time bodybuilders and mm-hmm. kind of so gay influencers all of a sudden passed away. And uh, he was 30, right? Yeah, he was 30. 30. He was 30. He had talked about being on testosterone replacement and stuff and then had issues coming off of it, um, had issues where his body wouldn't start back up. And so that's always a problem because when you take these exogenous um, sources and you come off of them, oftentimes your body can't necessarily get back to where it used to be mm-hmm. and be problematic. But, you know, I think, I think it has its place. I think I'm sure there is a relatively safe way to do it and cycle it appropriately where you can get the benefits. 
Um, but you just have to be really careful with it. And there are some good people out there that they, they show exactly how they do it. They show the science behind it and how they cycle on and off, which meds they use and stuff like that. And so far they've had good results. They don't get too much of, you know, some of the, the adverse effects of when they come off of it or when they start it back up for a new cycle. And so, I mean, I think there's this place, uh, I don't know where I stand necessarily just yet on whether or not I would get into that whole realm just because there's so much other stuff that's out there to do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the serious side. I have talked to some people and usually they're the people I've talked to, they've been on it and they're trying to get updated, um, uh, updated scripts or something to get more steroids and most of the docs are like, well, I'm not going to do it. I'll send you here, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you, those guys aren't even like top competitors or anything. They're more often than not middle-aged men that, you know, they're tired or this or that. And so at that point, we usually try and work through, well, is there some other cause of your fatigue or your tiredness? You know, do you have four kids and a, a new baby or something? <laughs> Cause I've got a two-year-old and I'm still tired. So we kind of work through that. And then if it comes down to it and truly, you know, they just aren't producing enough testosterone, well then sure. But oftentimes they're just like, well, my buddy got it and it pepped him up and, you know, gave him a nice little run in the bedroom, uh, kissing his, his partner as Huck Finn would say. (laughs) Yeah. It just depends. Usually people are pretty open, especially if you stay open with them about, um, you know, laying down what some of the side effects are, what some of the benefits are, and just kind of having that conversation of, Hey, look, you know, I'm the doc. This is the information I know. Ultimately it's your choice about where we go. Um, and if I'm not comfortable doing it, I can at least find you somebody if you are comfortable, because from what I've seen, you know, being, being kind of to pardon my French for Miss Jen, uh, being shitty to the patients and stuff about taking that stuff or, at least being curious, it, it doesn't get anybody anywhere. And usually I've found that just being open with them uh, usually gets them the best, the best result. And oftentimes they realize on their own that they don't need it. Um, and it's not going to do a whole lot. And there's some other stuff that we can, we can usually alter or adjust in their life. Uh, oftentimes diet is first and foremost. And when you work <laughs> with the majority of people, once you work that out or at least get it kind of improved, then they they usually don't end up asking afterward and if they do you just keep keep giving them the information and kind of co choose which which route you're going to go down i was thinking that when you said like oh i'm tired and it's not the not the beer the shitty diet the lack of sleep and the no exercise it's got to be something else it's (laughs) like um i guess so that would lead me um is liver king natty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> don't answer that don't well, answer that no. <laughs> ancestral tenants that's what our ancestors looked like yeah of course yeah. i know i that was oh i so i got so into watching all that drama unfold because it was everybody knew he wasn't natty and then oh, it was like people like oh my gosh he's not he, he's not natty you don't get that just by eating bull testicles no no you don't no you don't and i yeah, I, I remember the first time he came up on my uh, on my feed, and I just looked at the guy and was like, "That's a grifter." 
that dude is selling you stuff. I'd never heard of him before. I yep. just watched like one of his videos. I was like, that dude's a grifter. Anybody that follows him is being grifted. And then I go to find out that he's like famous and like all these people. I was just like, I didn't know any of that. I just smelled him for two seconds on Instagram. It was like, no, 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 no. Don't follow that man. Yeah. Um, let's get a little silly here. Have you seen it? We're going to play Has Jake Seen It? Ooh. This is a game that we created. We're the first ones to ever come up with this. No one else has ever had this concept. So we've got three movies handpicked for you there, Big Jake. So, All right. Okay. I'm going to add my... one. I'm going to go to oh, yeah. another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Add it. So Make I'll, it four. Okay. So four movies, you know, wide uh They're TV range. shows too. They're movies yeah, okay. and TV so, shows. Yeah, movies and TV shows. So number one, Patch Adams, the movie Patch Adams, Robin Williams movie. I- I have seen it. It's been a long time, but yes, I have. I love Robin Williams. And then, of course, when I started getting interested in medicine, that one definitely was a rewatch, but a nice, serious, serious goose time by one of the favorite comedians. All right. So that's a yes for Patch Adams. So, so Big Kevin, go ahead and get that spreadsheet fired up for, uh, you know, Big Big Jake here. So he has seen it. Uh, number two. The TV show and or movie, because I think it was a movie first, maybe, or a movie after, uh, MASH. Yes. Not all of it, but I've definitely seen quite a few of the episodes. Um, more so just because my parents, uh, when I was younger, all we had was the nice box TV with, like, eight channels. And MASH came on every day at, I don't know, four, four or five o'clock, maybe later. But they would watch that every night. So, yes. There's even a couple of times this past year going back home over the holidays, it'll come on. And I don't know why, but it's like moths to a light. We just kind of congregate around it and watch it and no clue what happens in the episode. But it's just like one of those like, oh, time for mash. Yeah. And and, and have an older person sees my name. They're like, oh, are you familiar with Mash? You know, because there's a, there's a, one of the one of the not the main character, but I think the second lead's name is BJ Honeycutt. It is spelled different, but it's still like the only Honeycutt really in like pop culture. So everyone's like, oh, hey, I, I recognize that name. So I get asked that all the time. Uh, so number three, uh, the Michael J. Fox early '90s movie, Doc Holliday, one of my favorite Michael J. Fox movies. Mm. Uh, the premise is he is a he's a big city doctor that gets a job out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he ends up just kind of being a big city doctor in the middle of nowhere. I mean, that's a really bad description. I want to say it's early 90s, but really good movie. Uh, so as someone in the medical field, I do recommend watching it, especially just Michael. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I'll have to I'll have to add that to the list. Is, uh, I think that's because the movie is Doc Hollywood. Oh, what did I call it? What did I say? Doc Holiday, who was, oh, Jesus an, Christ. Who was a, a Western uh, gangster. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, so that, you might wanna, that one you might want to ask him about his mustache. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you a Western gangster called Doc Holiday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so right. yeah, the, I, I was not asking you about your Huckleberry, so yeah, my bad. So if I said I sounded like I said holiday, so Hollywood, Doc Hollywood. Uh, as a no, it sounds like. And then uh number four here to to close out this game, uh House, M D. Oh yeah. Several nice. episodes. Yep, one of my favorites. Uh it it's become a very, very prominent meme where House is asking a lady if she uses her inhaler correctly because her asthma just will not get better. And she thinks that he's just being a dick. And he says, well, why don't you show me? And she takes her inhaler, sprays it on her neck. And it's just 
it sums everything up because you know, not not to be rude or this or that there are definitely people out there in the world that you, you think you think things are just dumbified and explained as simply as possible and they come back and things haven't improved and you're like well that makes no sense it's like bulletproof and then you ask them to show you what they're doing and it's like oh my goodness okay i got to add another level of how simple I explain this. I I loved House. That's why I added it here. That was uh, easily one of my favorite shows from that time. I don't think it held up because I think um, he's so brash. That well, there's a hard. there's a lot of problematic language in that as well uh, that I just don't think you could get away with right now. No. But but with that said, at the time, great show. Just just so much fun. Yeah, so bizarre. All the weird cases, and somehow he always has the answer. Well, he always he never has the answer. He gets it at the end when somebody else says something, and then he has to look <laughs> off into space with his his English blue eyes. All right, Keith, what do we got next, buddy? Uh, I mean, we still we have a bunch of questions. We could probably just cherry pick one or two more. Maybe how about we both just pick one to finish off? Uh, I'll go with. What are you looking for most uh, your trip to uh, to Aberdeen? Like, what's one thing you have to do in Aberdeen? Oh going to be tough being around the meat and stuff either pre meat prep or post meat prep but definitely got to make a stop at the massonomics gym and hopefully get some kind of workout in because i've loved watching the videos and watching them expand and just all that equipment is so cool and i'll probably end up getting a bench press some sort of bench press in on their nice uh ghost comp rack because that thing is just beautiful so that's that's probably what I'm looking forward to most. And of course, finally meeting most of the crew and whatnot and competing again, that'll be a lot of fun. I nice. I was hoping we would arrive a little earlier, but it sounds like with our schedule, we're gonna be arriving kind of to crash Tanner's backyard party. Like we'll be <laughs> we'll be there Friday night. So I don't think I'm gonna get time at the gym unless we choose to stay till Monday. But I was oh, I wanted to go play with those Atlas Stones. I want to go play with those Atlas Stones. They're so much fun. Um, I think I'm just going to jump into the silly question. Yeah, how about it? Yeah, because that <laughs> I like to over prepare this week, so I'm full with I you unanswered. And I, 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 I'm not sure where this is going to go. Like I am every week. Sometimes um, we'll talk about it for a half hour. Sometimes it's like thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and this this might be one of the quick ones. Um, what's your favorite berry? Oh, and and dingle is probably not an acceptable answer. Okay. <laughs> berry. Oh, it was a berry. Berry. Mm. I got to think of like what fruits, which fruit is a berry and when it switches over to just a different fruit. So that's part of why I'm asking, because I learned something today. Okay. It's just the whole like the tomatoes of fruit kind of like a, a bunch of shit's berries that we wouldn't expect. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, those. I've Over the last few years, I found that out. It's very weird. I would have blackberries. They are tart but very sweet and just like oh my gosh i could someday i hope to have a, a blackberry bush or something because i go through so many blackberries it's it's ridiculous here's the thing don't tell me don't say it. you're gonna say it's not a berry, not technically it? a berry oh. well what's a berry uh because i i saw i saw i bet when i say a strawberry it's not a berry because not a berry it, it, berries are only going to be some well, because I would think maybe if it only if it has, so it has, to, has to grow on a certain bush or something like no, it the, has um, 
This is crazy. This is kind of giving it away a little bit. And, and this is one of the things I learned today. And I, like, I got to tell you, like, sometimes when you learn things like this, you're just like, how have I been wrong my whole life? So yeah. a, a berry is actually the shape with the seeds inside. So it's a hard external skin with a lot of seeds inside. So you're going to be shocked today to find out that a pumpkin is a berry. A squash is a berry. A cucumber is a berry. A banana is a berry. There's no seeds in a banana. Yes, there is. <laughs> like, they, like, not the ones we eat, because we've bred them into monstrosities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess but bananas so. are berries, right? Watermelons? I am shocked. Those are berries. Strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, all of those things where the seeds are on the outside, not technically berries. Like cantaloupe would be a berry, I guess. Cantaloupe's what? probably a berry. I'd go cantaloupe, I guess, then if I have to actually know what a berry is now. <laughs> cantaloupe's yeah. pretty hard to beat for taste. That's I, couldn't live without, I, I don't think I could live without cucumbers, though. You just like yeah. cantaloupes because they're orange. Don't fuck around. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'd, I'd have like... to either bananas or watermelon. Probably watermelon would be, yeah. have that year round, I would be pretty happy. I do love watermelon. I also love cucumber. A lot. Yes. First, I have, so, I have, a little I have, bit of story. I uh, started, so when my daughter was old enough to, you know, kind of eat more solid foods and stuff, I would just feed her what I ate, which is usually I'll make a, like a heaping of ground beef and different veggies. And one of the times I was like, oh, I need to add some more vegetables to this. And I went, I thought I was buying zucchini. Wasn't paying attention, realized it. Like, ah, cucumber, close enough. We'll cut it up, put it in there. She <laughs> loved the cooked cucumber. I mean, it was it was to the point where I was telling her other vegetables were cucumber. And now my mother-in-law just constantly makes fun of me every time I try and feed her that stuff because she she is very deeply Hispanic. And for some reason, cucumber in foods outside of being solo, just cucumber with salt is must be like a sin. But she always makes fun of me for putting cucumber in with my ground beef. My my kids, I have um, a year and a half and a four-year-old. Um, Oren is my four-year-old. He started it. Uh, he strictly will only eat cucumbers. For, so for every dinner, he has to have cucumbers and some peppers. And then, like, he gets a protein on the side. And because of that, that's what his sister eats is mainly, like, my cucumber budget is insane up here. Because that's, and I'm good, right? Good. Yeah. They're not good for you, but they're not bad for you. He's not, like, asking for, like, candy and chips for dinner. He wants cucumbers and peppers. And then they're pretty negligible, or are they fairly carby? Like, I guess I've never really, I've always counted them as just, like, nothing. Yeah, they're crunchy water, right? Like Yeah. yeah. Nothing. There's not... They're, they're tasty. They're get some yeah. good water. There's there's not a whole lot to them. Yeah, the peppers will give them all his vitamins, and we'll give them chicken nuggets or, or something. But I also have a beard oil that smells like black licorice and cucumber. Oh, that's my favorite one. Uh, also, blueberries. I got to put those out there. Blueberries are top tier. Like, oh yeah, they when they we they market they're super not, fruits. They are not berries. blueberries though. No, okay, that one that one is a, yeah, well because okay. they have the hard shell with the seeds inside, yeah, right? It's true. Um, they. When they market superfoods to you and all that, they're lying. Just get blueberries. Like they yep. are, they are so good for you. And and that's again, think one of the only things my kids will eat. 
I, I love, bl- love blueberries. Me too. I could I could put those in everything. I, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing because we just we have so much up here, but love blueberries. And that's my silly question, but it was mostly just because I'm utterly shocked to live my life just wrong, just wrong. Yeah. I know. Gosh, yeah. But who would that- who would well naming stuff would name it incorrectly and lead us a path of it's a path of ignorance how dare that is that is some newfound information that i'm going to disregard and just not implement in my life because that just sounds that's so obtuse that i don't want to you know change my way of thinking on things because then you'll be the asshole like at a get-together correcting people saying well you know that's really not not i I already do that enough the shit that i am passionate about i don't want to do that about shit i'm not passionate about it's pronounced syracotes yeah yeah, because i'm passionate i am passionate about that yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing something. I think it was on TikTok, and it was like one of those. It was like, "You've been doing this wrong," and it's one of those like life hacks. And then it just cuts to a woman just crying on the floor because yep. that's what the world is now. It's just showing us we've been doing everything wrong forever. <laughs> that's uh, all right. So we have this game we like to play uh, every week. It's um, it's called Overrated Underrated. It is a uh, a, a long, long list we have for you. I don't think we'll do all of them. Of hand-picked picture um, questions just for you. Uh, you did. You do have to say whether they're overrated or underrated. You have your druthers. Uh, you know, you can base it on how you feel about it or how you think other people feel about it. But ultimately, you cannot ride the line. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm going to let Keith take a couple of them because I have been talking too much. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> go ahead, buddy. I'll kick it off with, uh, you know, my, 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 the one that I submitted. So this will uh, harken back to something me and you talked about a while ago. So Big Jake, overrated or underrated? Catheter dongs. Dongs with catheters in them. Is that overrated or underrated? Okay. Oh, I know. There's a story. It's a good oh, story. I know. But now I, I just got to ask. Does the catheter make the difference? Like, if you're, if you see a dong, you're like, oh, thank God, there's no catheter in that. Otherwise, this would be worse. Like, it is so much worse with a catheter in it. And Big Jake, from what I remember, could attest to that. But I'll let him answer and use his brothers. Yeah, it's um, seeing them. Very, very overrated. The catheter itself is great, wonderful tool, very helpful, but overall. A catheterized dong that is visible is exceedingly overrated. Not not too much else in the world that you're just like, oh, that doesn't. It, it just makes you cringe. You see it and you're like, ah, that could be me, but it's not. But it could be. I know it's there for good, but that just looks terrible. No and fun. No, I wouldn't have brought it back up, but Big Jake did comment on it. We were talking about it in the crew chat a couple weeks ago. So that's the only reason I, it was relevant to the story. And I'm not obsessed with dicks as Joey likes to, you know, say <laughs> that. Yeah. What's with you with dicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was okay. going to say, like, welcome to Unpaid and Underrated, the, the comedy podcast about fitness and at least once an episode dicks. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, 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 it's such as life. So this next one is submitted by our good friend, uh, Big Mofo. It is a military question. I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. If it's just, if it's, if it's actually a word or if it's just letters, but the four letter. So DFAC, is that, is that the acronym? Yeah. The, the, do you want to tell us what that is? And then if it's overrated or underrated? 
So the DFAC or the DFAC or the chow hall or the dining facility. So D, dining facility FAC. Uh, Military loves to not only use acronyms, but use acronyms that, you know, you might use one letter and then you might use part of the word. Don't know why it's it's everywhere. It they'll never go away from it. But yes, the DFAC. Um, hmm. You would think for military food it wouldn't be the best, but I'm gonna have to go underrated just because every now and again they'll surprise you depending on where you're at. Um, and for the most part, they they can be pretty regional. Like I went down to the good old south of Alabama for officer training school. And it was a lot of fried catfish and other similar seafood-esque foods. Um, so, the, the problem so, they, that, so they make them very regional then, like 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 the one they, here versus the one there is going to be regionally based food? They can be, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And down there, um, they would, they so most of them will label like how healthy the food is. Like, oh, green, this is a healthy food. Yellow, eh, maybe don't eat it so much. Red, shouldn't eat it, but everybody's going to. Well, theirs in the South is very, very um, low on the health scale for the most part. <laughs> Their foods would be like fried, fried catfish or, or, you know, it just anything that was fried, but that was healthy or considered healthy down there and which it isn't, but that's a different story. Um, the only downside of going to the DFAC when you're in training is you've got the good old drill sergeants barking at you and you only have 10 minutes to eat and shovel in your food. And um, when you're down in Alabama sweating like a whore in church, you're very hungry. And so you get all the foods, but you only have 10 minutes. So <laughs> one way or another, get it in. So not all of them are that way. Obviously, if you're not in training, usually you get you get some more time. But yeah, underrated for the most part. The food's food's not terrible, and it's usually usually can be a silly goose time. Nice, love it. Um, so has that? So having basically being instilled, you have ten minutes to eat. Is that something you've kind of? Are you catch yourself having to slow yourself down when you're eating, or are you just run? What like is that? Do you eat fast now as someone that's you know doesn't have a drill sergeant staring at them? Oh yeah. Yeah, I still eat pretty fast. Um, I mean, in 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 medicine, especially when you're in like if I'm on a hospital rotation or anything like that, usually you're just trying to eat food when you've got time or when your pager's not going off or a patient's not or a nurse doesn't need something from you. So even even to this day, I'll be, you know, like if we'll go to a family family gathering, I'll my plate is just heaping full and it's still I'll be done pretty quick. So I usually I try and enjoy my food, but something deep within me is just like no we we must shovel this in as quickly as possible it's all going to the same place enjoy it <laughs> on the way and nice. so, so like I'll... i know that being a doctor is like i i've seen it i've been in hospitals i've talked to doctors i know it's crazy busy i just don't understand how like all these doctor shows they have all this time for shit like how are you having an affair on your shift like I... <laughs> You know, I don't know, and obviously, I'm I'm fairly new to the game. But that was actually one thing my mom. So my both my parents were in medicine. They're not they're not physicians, but they they worked pr- um, most of their careers in the hospitals. And my mom, like when I first was leaving for residency, she she'd said, "Just be careful." You know, there's a lot of people out there. They're looking for like you know the nice, young, good looking people. Just be careful. Just you know, 
I know you would never do that, but there's people out there. So I guess it happens. I've, I've yet to accidentally open up a broom closet and catch a couple kissing or necking. Um, but and they, a, I, and they had a baby and the baby looked at me. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But I don't know. Cause it, depending on, depending on what service you're on, it's yeah. Sometimes you don't have time to pee. So I don't know how they get it in. Maybe they're just bad at their job. Who knows? <laughs> but if but if you had a catheter in your dong, you'd have time to pee. That's right. All right. So yep. I'll wrap up my last one here. So uh, overrated or underrated from our good buddy, Scott Dodzilla. Lifting belts. Overrated or underrated? Lifting belts. Hmm. I, I don't use one a whole lot. I used to, and then just, I don't know. I felt like I was kind of, mentally relying on it too much so i don't use them a whole lot but they sure as hell look cool especially when you order some of the custom ones i probably would get back into it if i had the right one i i think overall they're underrated though i mean it's it's a good way to learn how to brace um or at least you know activate your own body to kind of push against the belt um i think they're good the i think my one druther would just be you know, you see a lot of younger lifters and stuff, um, especially with the broccoli cuts that they wear them all all day, every day, thinking, you know, they're the shit or they need this. It's going to protect them. And then you see them and they look like they look like a dog having a shit in the backyard trying to pick up a deadlift. And you're just like, oh, I want to just tell you no, but I don't want to be that guy in the gym that says or gives you advice, but you're an idiot. So... Yeah, I think they're overrated or underrated. Just wish some people realized that they weren't going to protect you from everything. All right, good answers. I'll hand that over to Joey now to bring us home. He can uh, handpick whatever three of those he wants, I guess. Yeah, um, I got all of these from our, 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 our very good friend of the podcast, Big Jen. Um, I've, she gave me a lot, so I'm going to pick and choose some of these. Overrated, underrated, lifting in the dark. Ooh, she must watch some of my old videos. <laughs> I think, I think it's pretty underrated. So a lot of those came from um, later on in medical school. I was usually lifting like at four a.m. and it's just, I don't care how 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 awake you want to be. Turning the lights on was just miserable. And mm-hmm. so that that's why I ended up getting a nice little LED strip. I'd turn that on and that was enough light for me to like, I don't know, focus on the ground. So I wasn't like toppling over when I was doing a squat or whatever, but definitely underrated. I think lifting in the dark is, is relaxing enough, but also gives you the, uh, the nice feeling of just going to the war with the bar. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I'm with you on that one. I've got a, an LED strip that's music activated. And a lot of the times it's just like, it just shut everything off, especially if I'm benching. Um, okay. Overrated or underrated? Now, she put scrubs. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to let you decide if she means the show <laughs> or the clothing. Hmm. Tough. Could go either way. I would say both are underrated, but I'm guessing she's going toward scrubs, the clothing, which 
are essentially glorified pajamas when you get the right. <laughs> they are they are the bee's knees, the cat's meow. They are they're good. They're comfortable, and it's become such a kind of like the athleisure movement the past several years. The luxury scrubs have become quite the movement, and you see people all decked out in certain scrub brands and you know you look at them and they've probably spent a couple hundred dollars on just one outfit but um they sure are comfortable and it's almost to the point where they've like met the equivalent to business casual so you'll see people in the hospital or wherever wearing scrubs with their colleagues in you know shirt and tie because they're old-fashioned but you look at each other as like oh yeah we're wearing the same thing even though one's a pajama and one's a super nice suit but yeah definitely rated i remember as a probably middle school that's when doctor's pants started to become a thing everybody wanted to wear yep yeah that's that's it it all just cycles around uh all right um last but not least and i hope you can fill us in on why jen thinks you are interested in this um overrated or underrated indianapolis 500 (laughs) Because I am from Indiana, born and raised Hoosier. I My medical school was in Indianapolis. I lived, oh gosh, barely a mile and a half from the Indian, the big Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, always a very silly goose time. Um, I've, I've actually only been to the race once, but usually, so it's over Memorial Day weekend, and usually I will watch part of it. It is another excuse to drink beer and cook out and be on the lake if you're near a lake. But it's uh, usually pretty fun to watch. They've got a lot of festivities, especially if you're down in Indianapolis. Um, some of the old old time racers who kind of stuck got it popular. They've stayed there, and so their headquarters like across the street from the raceway, and they've got restaurants and stuff right there. Um, so the place itself is fun. Everybody's drunk. You've got the snake pit, which is just a huge mosh pit of drunk, sunburnt young adults that vary in ages, probably from like 15 up to mid thirties, depending on who's there. And they're all drunk and definitely regretting not wearing sunscreen the next day, but it's, uh, it's definitely a fun time. I would say for sure underrated. It's, you know, racing's racing, and two hours of a car going around a lap isn't the most exciting. But um, this year actually had quite a few crashes, so that's always, you know, as long as the the driver's safe and doesn't get scuffed up too bad, they're always usually pretty cool to see because it's just, I mean, car crash at 200 miles an hour is just something else. Now, was the tide car involved in any of these crashes? Did, did, did was that was there a tide car rolling there- over at all? Was there you know, a roll tide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, parking back. You know what, though? It would have been really funny if there was, as long as everybody was okay, just for the amount of times I probably would have got tagged in that. Yep. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. So Indy, and IndyCar is kind of akin to uh, F1 series. Mm. So you've got more of your luxurious brands that are usually uh, sponsoring those or the cars or you know, either, um, actually I don't, I think most of them are either like Toyota or, um, you know, Chevy cars, Honda usually has quite a few. So it depends on, depends on who's racing. What are you telling me that Tide is not a luxury brand? What do you use? Mr. <laughs> Fancy hygiene laundry detergent guy. 
Oh, I use Tide for sure. <laughs> Nothing well, gets you clean like the nice, nice detergent work of Tide. I'm over here using President's Choice, and you're telling me it's not luxury. <laughs> All right. Well, that runs up overrated, underrated. I don't have a cool beans button. Um, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, should, should we, I was going to say, should we ask the, you know, the crew to suggest, or are we just going to figure it out on our own? I think, I was just thinking I think I'm going to, yeah. Right, I think well. I'm going to figure it out. I think I actually have an idea. It's just a matter of if I can pull something, if what I want to do uh, doesn't interfere with our algorithm, because yeah. it, it will be a sample if I can get our producer, Big Nate, hi, I hope you're listening, to pull it out. Um, it would, I just don't want it to get flagged. So no, I think it's... I'd have to keep it short enough or something like that. Um, but I think we're working on it. So just. So, you know, please tune in next week and the week after and the week after. And eventually we will have <laughs> a, a, a post uh, overrated, underrated uh, audio track to uh, play get, for you guys. But then I have to figure out how to do it. Like, how does Tommy make noise go into the, like, how does. Well, I think they have a whole soundboard. Like, they were, we're, we're recording to laptops. They're recording to a soundboard that they can push a button on. I'm not sure. I wonder if you could just play it from your phone and just stick it up to your microphone, how, how bad that would sound. That'd Probably be easy enough really to... bad, but yeah, that actually uh, might be the... I mean, that, that, that might... All right. Uh, so the, the last part is uh, something Keith always looks forward to, and I'm, I do too as well, um, is the, the guest actually gets to ask us a question. All and right. The, so whatever you got, fire away. Okay, I had to do a little digging for some of this, but Big Joey, mm-hmm. what witches are best, in your opinion, for a Bloody Mary? Sorry, what garnishes? Correct. What toppings, what garnishes? Okay, so I'm imagining this is going to need a little explanation. In Canada, we actually drink Caesars. So we don't use tomato juice. We use a clam-based tomato juice called Clamato juice. So we would call that a Caesar. I don't drink Bloody Marys and I rarely drink Caesars. Um, but the garnish would be, I used to, when I was a bartender, pride myself on making really good Caesars. But in a bar where you're just going fast stuff, you can't really work with garnishes. I always like to say that the garnish should go with the flavor profile you're going with for the Caesar. And that's going to come down to this type of hot sauce you use I used to put beer foam in my Caesars because I thought it I gave it a bit of a better consistency. Um, you know, and are you, are you making a gin Caesar? Are you making a Jaeger Caesar? Are you making a tequila Caesar, which are my favorite? So typically you'd want to use just a piece of celery. Just a, and that's it. Cause it just gives you something to chew on if the Bloody Mary or the Caesar gets too spicy. Um, but there's also these little sticks they can get up here in Canada, they're shrubs, uh, and they have a pickled onion, a pickle, and a pickled pepper all on the spear. And you can use those as well. Now, there's some places that get stupid, and they'll put like a slider, like a whole just mini burger on their Caesar, or like a cake, like a cake. Like, like it's just they make a basic Caesar that has no flavor, and then they just garnish it with a salad. Like, it's ridiculous. So I don't think they're making paying enough attention. There's an episode of Letterkenny in the last season where they do the Caesar off, and, and technically the skids win 
in my opinion, because I do think that their one teaser that they made was infinitely better than all the other ones. Very good. Thank that you. was quite yeah, I I I saw as I was scrolling through all your posts, I found that and I found the letter Kenny and I was like, oh perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. episode awesome. Just Every Christmas morning now, because of that, because they Letterkenny's released on Christmas morning here in Canada. Oh. So I wake up every, like, that's our ritual with me and my wife, is we wake up, the kids do their presents, and then go play with your presents. Me and mommy are going to watch one or two episodes of Letterkenny. And then they did that, and I paused it and said, well, I could use a Caesar. And now every Christmas <laughs> I have a Caesar ever since that happened. That's awesome. Thank you. Good question. That is a good question. You've not think any other guest has really done much research, so that's, I'm uh, anxious to see what you got for me. All right, Big Keith. If you had to choose any one article of clothing to wear forever that was orange, which article of clothing would it be, and why is it orange socks? It is orange socks, a thousand percent, because uh, <laughs> they're the ones I get off Amazon. Uh, they have a slight compression to them. So I've, uh, I'm on my feet all day at work. I, I stand on a ladder all day, standing on uh, like a two inch ladder rung with a, with a, with a flat foot. Like it's so painful to where like, I got to like take breaks. And I've even like, I've even I've, uh, resorted to my boss gets pissy when he sees me do it, but I bring my, my own ladder in, which is like a platform ladder and stand on that. Cause it's like, you know, it's, I'm standing on a solid platform rather than like two inch rung. So the socks have been an added benefit because it's like wearing compression all day long on my feet. So it's helped with like uh, feet, feet swelling uh, immensely. So they're not like full blown. I wouldn't consider them like medical compression, but they are considered like a compression athletic sock. So they are amazing. They are super comfortable. They are orange. They're the they're they're the bee's knees. I you know, I literally have like 15 pairs of them now. And that's the only sock I wear, unless I'm going to a funeral or something and I need to wear a black pair of socks. <laughs> Perfect. Oh yeah, I love I love the socks that aren't quite compression like socks, but they've got that nice little squeeze. Yep. It, it it definitely helps. Yeah, the most annoying thing is like there are right and left uh, like labeled socks. So a lot of times if I don't actually have a chance to put my laundry away, so I'm digging through a, the hamper to find a clean pair of socks and I find fucking seven lefts before I find a single right. And I'm just like, what? how is this possible? Like, how is this mathematically possible that I, I found that many lefts without a right or vice versa? So that's the one downside to them. How if is you're it? Going socks and they're, they're not together or maybe they're together but they're all like left left do you go afterward to try and find the left right or are you good with just two lefts how how are socks physically left and right like are they how are they are they sewn differently are they they must they have to be yeah there's no way that i'm i'd have to investigate but i would imagine i haven't i'm not crazy enough to wear two left or two right socks because that's just that would that would hurt my ocd like immensely Uh, so so it's not physically possible for like i could not put two left socks on uh so i think i'm i can't can't blindfolded blindfolded would you notice i will tune in next week and i'll give a two-minute recap oh i'm absolutely writing sock update in this don't you worry because that is i'm curious (laughs) enough to i because i don't it'll it'll almost piss me off if i don't notice a difference but if i do notice a difference and i'm like vindicated but i would imagine like it has to be like like there's got to be a 
I don't know. There, there has to be sewed a certain way or like the arch is configured to like the left angles in this way and the right angles in that way. I would, I would assume, but if not, why the fuck would you give yeah, a left and a right? It doesn't make sense on socks though, especially compression socks because they're going to, they're going to move with your foot. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I know I've gotten certain pairs just because I like the color or whatever, and they happen to have the left and right. And when you first start, they look the exact same. You know, they've got the curve, but they're straight on both sides. There's not like one that's longer and shorter. And, but as you wear them, I will say like, if, if I got out a pair of socks and they were two lefts, I would notice because I've just, I've always, yeah, I'm the same way. I can't wear two lefts or a right on the left and a left on the right. It's got to be, left and right because now it's to the point like i would notice because the sock is so worn in that position mm. that now tell that oh this is definitely the right sock but it's on my left foot i can't have that i gotta switch no i think we're gonna have to tag in some some um, massonomics wives on this one and have them just like not tell you and like <laughs> just hand you a sock and you put it on your foot and walk around for a minute and be like yeah okay this feels right and that turns out they're both right socks or both left socks and Ultimate it shatters tag. your whole universe. <laughs> it would. I have Mortal Kombat socks that say Mortal and on one and Combat on the other. And I'll tell you, I actually don't care what how they go on. And I <laughs> now I'm wondering, like, are they supposed to? Like, are they supposed to go on in a way that you can? So anyway, good question. Favorite Mortal Kombat movie, Joey? Uh... Oh, so like full disclosure, they all suck. Yeah, what is there's like three theatrical released one. Well, the second one, I don't know if it made a theatrical, but then there was a uh, there was a couple like mini series that I so saw. I was gonna that, say that that like those movies, were better than the yes, movies all suck. The YouTube series, yeah, that stuff. Was better. So they created these YouTube like previews for like like the what if universe, like what if this was it, and they were set in the real world, and like. Baraka wasn't a monster with knives in his arms. He was a serial killer who cut people up, right? And it was things like that where they kind of tried to make it a little more gritty and realistic. But because those weren't, those were amazing, but they were technically just cosplay. But they would, in my opinion, be better than any of the movies. The most recent movie that came out, um, you, you're you're getting me on this one now. You always get me right at the end and I just start going <laughs> off. Like I just start going off on shit and we never end up finishing the podcast. Um, We're getting better at picking threads though. I don't know. It's, it's, I it's, love it's, Kung Fu movies. So I watch a lot of um, particularly Asian American made Kung Fu movies. And because of that, the most recent Mortal Kombat had a lot of names I recognized and a lot of faces I recognized from other things I watch. Right. So, you know, so they had some of the guys from that Marco Polo show on Netflix, which was really fantastic. Good show. Good show. Uh, some of the guys from Warrior, which is Great. also on, on Crave. Like, those guys were all in it. So I got excited just seeing that. Was it a good movie? No. The main character being completely made up with the stupidest power in the world. He gets beat up so hard he forms armor. Like, what is that crap? And he has like kinetic, like he doesn't exist in the in the in the in the Mortal Kombat universe. They made him up for this movie. You've got unlimited games that you could have pulled literally anybody out of and made a main character out of, but they just invented a guy. So I didn't like that, but I would say that like as a kung fu movie, 
it was pretty darn good. It was pretty darn good. And having Nathan Jones in it was really fun too. He was also made up. There was a lot of made up characters that aren't in any of the games. In that I think movie. that gives them more liberty to, to, to like not piss off like the loyal. Like they're, they're pissing you off just because they're not using more original characters, but you can't necessarily be mad at the direction they took a made up character. Like you, you didn't yeah. stay true true to this character's story because they pulled it out of their ass. So but, yeah, they but, they they made the so the scorpion and and sub zero one was technically true except for the time frame. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, having Raiden be almost useless was interesting, considering <laughs> he is he's one of the main characters. Um, Johnny Cage is going to be in the next one, they said, and I think that they've already cast him, and I think it's going to be pretty... I think it's a big name that they've cast him as, uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, fun story, I saw the first Mortal Kombat. I, my, me or my brother... Nope. Me and my brother and my mom won free tickets from a radio show, and it was the first movie I ever went to without my mom. Oh, cool. Second. Yeah, my brother took me, and the radio... They had the... The radio was there, and they had, like, the the company there and they were giving away prizes but because it was mortal Kombat, i think i was like 12 or 13 i had all the answers to all the trivia questions and i I ended up winning like a frisbee but then i asked if i could trade the frisbee for the book because they had the book of the storyline of the original mortal Kombat, and i i swear i read that book probably five or six times 1995 the first one came out yeah so i would have been 11 Nice. Yep. Oh, sorry, sorry to hijack your uh, closing arguments there, Jake. Uh, well, did you have anything else for us? Or was that it? I was. Uh, they were both great. They were right on the money. We always give people their brothers. You can ask us three questions. You can ask us one question as long as you ask us something. We don't really care. No, no, this has been great. A lot of fun. A lot of uh, dirt that was dug up. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, like, you're not mad at like some. <laughs> <laughs> Go upstairs. No. Big, like you told them about the toothbrush. <laughs> big thanks to Big Jessica for giving us all the dirty uh, details on her uh, husband. <laughs> all right, I do want to give you the last word, though, uh, Big Doctor, Doctor Big Jake. Um, I've spoken about it before on how when people find out what I do, um, it usually results in them trying to make me work for free. I've I've mentioned it multiple times before. As soon as they find out I work with cell phones, the first thing they want to do is tell me about a problem with their cell phone. So, like, is that happening to you a lot? Like, people are just Never. like, oh, you're studying? Tell me about this. Does this look infected? How is this cough? Does it happen to you a lot? Never. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we, were, we sold a couch uh, that we didn't need anymore, and my wife got mentioned something and the lady just kind of went off with a problem that she had and it was pretty in-depth and she was giving me all the deets and like ah, i'm sorry i yeah, don't know weird. yeah that's weird but, like i i'm sorry i can't do that like oh that's weird yeah i've had i mean even as as far back as like i don't know before medical school i had i had relatives that would you know, they, uh, oh, I got this problem. Yeah, what do you think? You know, hey, can you prescribe this for me? And I'm like, I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just hand stuff out for free. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, people would... will. It's 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 tough because I definitely I'm a people person. I like to help people. Um, so trying trying to figure out the right balance of not wanting to hear the full problem, but also trying to give some little maybe pearl. Mm-hmm. It's been 
I've gotten a little better at it, but it's still, uh, for the most part, I'll still listen, listen to the problem. And, but yeah, people all the time, they find out and they're, it, it, it's always something, or it's not even like, Hey, how are you doing? It's, ah, yeah. So, you know, twisted my ankle. Uh, what do you think? Does it look bad? Does it look swollen? Do I, what should I do? I don't know. If it's bad enough for you, go to the hospital, but. Go see your do, doctor. Yeah, yeah. You do you. I don't get paid. <laughs> what, so what you're saying is you don't want 30 crew members to come up to you and ask you, <laughs> you know, how does this look? Can you help me? You know, you don't, you don't want to see everyone show you their rashes and their, you know, their, their, their broken thumbs and all that shit next week. I, I definitely don't want to see any catheterized penises. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess big Matt, just stay on vacation. You're not invited to the meet. I guess you, you can't come out. Well, just, just move to Canada where apparently we don't look at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it. I'm ready to, ready to call it a night. Um, yeah, I I have been Big Joey. I, I understand uh, Joey underscore Molesco. Um, oh, check out our latest Instagram post where I teach people how to eat a flat wing. Because um, I know we talked about it on the on this podcast once or twice, and then I was eating wings and thought, well, I might just make this little video. Uh, it's performing well already, but I think that if that's something more that you would like to see us do follow ups on and and talk about, you know, posting things like that, let me know by uh, commenting or hitting the like button. Um, speaking of Big Matt, we did not get him on again. We're really starting to drop the ball on this one, guys. Next oh, week, next week, Big Matt, we'll give you a call, I promise. Um, guys, where can we reach you? All right, so go ahead and follow the podcast at Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. You can check out the website, unpaidinternpodcast.com. I'm Big Keith. You can find me at KeithHoneycutt73 on Instagram and follow my orange gym at the No Wine Cellar. And what about you, Big Jake? Where are you at, buddy? I am at uh, Midwestern underscore Jake underscore from underscore State Farm. We didn't right. We didn't even ask about that. The, the, no. jump, the jump from insurance to doctor. So we'll have to, uh, to tune in next year when we circle back through all our uh, old, old faithful regulars. Once we once we've exhausted the hundred crew that actually want to be on the podcast, and you know we got to start recycling guys. So tune in in uh, twenty twenty five and a half, and uh, we'll get the uh, follow up to Big Jake. There we go. And in the meantime, guys, I think we're all set here. So we will see you next Tuesday. Uh, uh.